The smile on Skull's face froze as he heard the rattle of the nearby gate. Swearing silently, he scuttled back and peered through the cracks in the back wall. There was a Swiss security truck parked outside it, and two officers were just closing the gate. Obviously, they intended to check his shed. He shoved the hatchet into his belt and descended the outside of the building from his window before they could get too close, hanging from the sill by his fingertips to drop quietly to the ground. The bulk of the shed shielded him from view, and he crept clockwise to his left as far as the front corner. He looked through the double crack there, nothing but a few flimsy angled boards between him and the two paramilitary police. He cursed the Swiss efficiency that prompted them to inspect buildings this far out, and he cursed himself for not risking buying a silenced handgun back in Sicily. He wasn't a close-in killer, wasn't more than usually adept with blades, and these two men with firearms could wreck his whole situation. Not to mention, kill him. They walked up casually, shooing away curious, clinking, cow-belled calves. The first man unlatched the door and looked inside, then stepped in. The other stood in the open doorway, skull crouched low to avoid being seen through the large spaces in the barn boards. Just go away. Don't check in the loft. His silent request, his prayer, went unanswered. He heard a sound of surprise, then words in rapid French, and knew he was blown. He rose to his feet and slipped around the corner. With his left hand, he snatched the open door out of the way. With his right, he buried the hatchet in the man from behind, just at the unprotected place where the officer's neck and right shoulder connected, severing muscles and tendons, arteries and veins. The cop collapsed with a gurgle. Shoving past the falling body, Skull swung wildly at the other officer perched halfway up the loft ladder, his head at the level of the ceiling. The hatchet connected awkwardly, more of a hammer blow than a chop, and the man yelled in pain, scrabbling for his sidearm. He had it out and nearly pointed before Skull brought the hatchet back for an overhand chop to the man's kneecap, splitting the patella and bringing forth a scream of agony. The policeman's handgun barked, and Skull felt a hot poker run through the skin of his flank. The man fell heavily onto his side. Two more meaty chops from Skull's hatchet directly into the man's chest, and he was still. He made sure of the other one as well, rolling him so he would bleed out, then tipping a heavy workbench on top of both dying men. He ripped their radios off of them and took the handguns, tossing everything into a corner. His breath heaved in his lungs. Close combat was a completely different animal from the kill shot, and his blood pounded through his veins, exactly the wrong physiological state for a sniper. He took deep gulps of air, trying to calm himself. Reaching his left hand down to his wound, he felt the flaps of skin and the welling blood. Stripping off his shirt, he tied it around his torso as best he could to staunch the flow. Then he heard it. Bolting up the ladder, he scrabbled for the rifle as he slithered behind it into prone position. Wiping sweat out of his right eye, he ended up getting blood in it, he spent precious seconds clearing his vision, then looked through the sight. The kill team was setting up, any noise covered by the roar of jet engines from the airport. The aircraft had already commenced its takeoff run. Skull didn't have to look at the plane or review his video. If the kill team was getting ready to shoot, all he had to do was put them down. He had just seconds to set up the shot. Shots. He saw two shooters. Two missile launchers. They weren't taking any chances. It seemed like overkill, though. Too much possibility of fratricide, one missile locking onto the other's hot exhaust, and both missing. He had time to hope 
They didn't have another whole kill team that he had missed somehow before the first man lifted his launcher to his shoulder. Skull settled the crosshairs on the man's chest, center mass. Without enough time, and without a calm heart pumping gently at sixty beats per minute, a headshot was asking Murphy to ruin everything. Taking a deep breath, he let it out slowly and naturally until it stopped. Then he squeezed. The report deafened him as the heavy rifle punched his shoulder. He'd had no time to put in earplugs. Through the sight he saw his target fall to the ground. The 7.62mm round didn't have the body-shattering force of the 50 caliber from his Barrett, but it was still a man-killer. If Lee Harvey Oswald could assassinate JFK with a smaller bullet from a mediocre rifle, then I can damn sure do the job with this.